Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight with Quocerca, the definitive podcast on digital disruption in the print industry. I'm Luella Fernandez, Director of Quocerca, and today I'm joined by Nicola de Blasi, CEO and founder of MPS Monitor. We'll be discussing how the MPS Monitor platform provides cloud remote monitoring for MPS dealers and resellers to help them gain better insight into their print environments. So thank you, Nicola, for joining today. It's great to have you here. Thanks very much, Luella. I'm very happy to join this podcast. So MPS Monitor has been going for about 11 years. Um, so it'd be really interesting to hear about why you set up MPS Monitor and also a bit about your career history so far. Yes, of course. Uh, well, first of all, I spent uh, 35 years in the IT market, a very long time, and half of this uh, was uh, in the print industry. Uh, so at a certain point in time, we realized that uh, there was an opportunity for uh, uh, building uh, the, a, a more innovative and a more modern remote monitoring platform. And so in 2010, I founded the company with this clear goal uh, to build a platform for managed print services and contractual printer business. And we decided that this uh, was uh, something that needed a cloud approach, a cloud-only approach. So we never went through an on-premises version of the solution. Everything was built in the cloud since day one. In terms of adoption, the first six years have been extremely successful, especially in Italy, which is our home market. So at a certain point in time, between 2016 and 2017, we decided to invest in a complete redesign and rewriting of the platform, to basically to make it suitable to become a worldwide leader. So this is the current MPS Monitor 2.0, which is now used by more than 2,000 dealers in 60 countries. We run a very solid international sales and support organization. And our main metrics in terms of revenues, number of monitored devices, number of active DCAs are growing at an impressive 40% year-on-year rate consistently over the last years. I think there are many reasons for this strong growth, but in my opinion, the main one is that we have committed ourselves to bring innovation and to creating an integrated ecosystem around the platform. So our customers really see us as a company that helps them to modernize their business and to make it more efficient and more resilient in these tough times. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you've always taken um, a cloud-first approach. You know, you mentioned there about um, on-premise solution at all from, from the outset. So I think that's you know, definitely what's needed in the market today as organizations are you know, shifting very rapidly to the cloud. So on that note, you know, we're really seeing that tra- traditional print management is evolving. And we're seeing various trends in the market, you know, in terms of cloud security analytics and even you know managing the home printing environment could you talk a bit about what you've seen um, in terms of changes in the market since you established MPS Monitor? Well yes clearly the pandemic has changed the the, the game for the entire industry in many ways um, we see that devices volumes users all follow different patterns and have different requirements than before COVID 
and in this new scenario, we see four major trends, uh, which were basically already present before, but now are much, much stronger, much more visible. And the first one for sure is the cloud, moving applications and processes uh, to the cloud, which is becoming imperative for everyone. It was already existing. I mean, cloud is, is, has been there for many, many years, but it was much slower. COVID and the shift to the hybrid workplace have accelerated this hugely. And there are different reactions by the players, the actors on the market. So there are providers and customers who pre-COVID were already ahead on this transition to the cloud. So they have experienced, experienced little disruption in, in, this, in this process. While on the other side, for those who had their processes and platforms entirely on-premises, the move to the cloud can be a major challenge. And also a very big trend that we see at the moment is security. And this is also related to the current situation where the security requirements have changed dramatically. The pandemic has opened a new world of opportunities to cyber criminals. And they are actually pursuing them whenever possible. We see this all the time, every day. From user's perspective, user working outside the company perimeter introduce a layer of risk that is difficult to mitigate for companies. And there are, there are more targeted devices and less capacity available to keep these devices controlled and secured. A third point, a third uh, uh, trend that we see is, of course, uh, the classic homeworking. Uh, the fact that users are partially working from home has changed uh, the printing patterns. So if you look at uh, from uh, who is printing what and where, this has changed a lot. The volume distribution among devices has changed. We, many customers, especially big companies, which in the past years went through a fleet consolidation and a concentration on volumes on few more performing and cost-effective devices, which was a very big trend in the last 10 years, now are facing the challenge of having users printing sometimes at home on smaller devices and sometimes in the office. So the effect of this change will be clear over time. We don't know yet how it will be from a volume distribution point of view uh, in one year now and in the next year and how the volumes will be distributed among different devices in different customers. And these three factors uh, that I mentioned that bring lead to a different one, to, a new, to another one, which is BI and analytics. Because uh, uh, cloud security and home printing are all things that need to be monitored and managed with a clear view and an accurate control on business metrics, on operational metrics, on KPIs. So there is now a need for an even stronger approach on BI and analytics to data collection and data management. So just an example with, for, with BI, I, I may know much better how the volumes of my customers are shifting. Where are they going? Are they going to the office? Are they going to home? Uh, in how, 
where do I have most security issues and risks? And so in globally, how to drive my fleet towards a profitable future. Analytics is also, in my opinion, a, natu a natural consequence of the cloud transition. Because to run analytics effectively, you, you need to manage large data sets. You, you need to use integrated applications and scalable BI tools. And all these things are cloud-based technologies in most cases. Yeah, no, and I think the, the analytics point is really important because um, without data, there's no insight. And, you know, actually the, the, the areas you mentioned around cloud and security, by having a good um, MPS platform that can actually analyze usage by device or user and actually identify potential security risks, is going to be absolutely key um, going forward. You know, and that's what we've been seeing with our research. And I, I just wanted to get a bit of a better understanding in terms of the actual MPS monitor platform, because it's um, you mentioned earlier about the data collection agent DCA. Um, can you get a bit more information on how that actually works in practice and um, you know how resellers and dealers would be utilizing that DCA on their customers' um, print environments? Yes, of course. Uh, um... Well, although MPS Monitor is a cloud-only platform, the data collection process may needs to rely on a data collection agent, which basically is a software piece installed in the customer network, which enables the data flow back and forth from between devices and the cloud. I will tell you what I think about DCAs, which have been one of my primary jobs in the last 10 years, 11 years. This, my, my opinion is that DCAs are a necessary evil. Uh, why I say this? Because they bring significant challenges for everyone, for customers, for dealers, and for ISVs like us. For dealers, uh, they are a source of additional support work because uh, they are often installed in not very stable system like end user PCs. This is the standard for small customers with the one, two printers. They don't have a data center where to put the DCA. So the dealer needs to check and fix DCA disconnections and reinstallations all the time. It's a big, big job for them. And for customers, uh, especially a little bit bigger customers, they, they may introduce uh, significant cybersecurity risks into the customer network. And this is not, doesn't depend on the customer, it depends on the provider of the DCA. Uh, and for ISV like us, they require a continuous development and support effort because we need to keep them updated and well working and to keep up with the new uh, printers that are, uh, that come out on the market. Consider that we have more than 200,000 DCAs active in customers. And we have to deal with a huge number of different printer models and different network environments in customers. So DCAs are a big challenge for the entire industries. As again, it's a necessary evil. <laughs> we have done several steps toward innovation in the space. We have been allowing DCAs uh, to be installed on printing devices as embedded application. So not only on Windows or Linux PCs, uh, we have even clustered them to have redundancy between the DCAs. These are significant improvements, but still 
even using embedded DCAs on printer is something that lacks of standardization because every brand, every printer brand has his own firmware technology, his own SDKs, his own certification process, and so on. So there are a lot of integration challenges here also. So the best scenario, the best future scenario that we see it's really a long-term vision for the future, but in the same time, it's starting to be available already, is, one, is the one where no DCA is needed anymore. The vision that we have is that all printing devices of all brands and models will be cloud connected and can be monitored and remotely managed from the cloud without anything installed on premises, anything at all. I say that this is starting to be available because of course, because for example, HP has recently released the, the cloud DCA that we have immediately integrated in MPS Monitor, which works exactly this way. Printers are connected directly with the cloud and we monitor and manage them through a cloud only integration, no DCA at all. This is really the future of remote monitoring and management. And also Microsoft is pushing in this direction with universal print. They are pushing manufacturers to build the cloud enabled devices and to issue new version of firmers for, le for legacy devices to be able to print from the cloud using universal print without having any on-premises connector. So a scenario in which the DCA is not needed anymore is also the best option for the hybrid environment because devices can be managed from the cloud wherever they are, home or office in the exact same way. Yeah, so what we're seeing is quite a few companies are taking the appliance approach rather than the DCA approach. So do you have any views on um, the, the challenges or opportunities or benefits around DCA versus an appliance model? Let's say that in the current scenario of DCA technology, hardware appliances are, are an interesting solution, are more stable and are easy to deploy than software agents because they are self-consistent. They don't go on Windows PC. They don't go on PCs get, that can be shut down. But they have a big issue in, in, in this scenario, which is that they have a cost. They are not free like software, a software model, module is. So they introduce an additional cost to any deployment. And uh, this uh, makes uh, quite uh, narrow the window in which uh, they can be used. Because if the contract is small with two or three printers, uh, the impact of this cost can be significant compared to the margin that uh, the provider has uh, on that contract. While if the deployment is large, uh, so much bigger revenue, much more margin, but a single appliance in that case may or may not, but in some cases may not have adequate performances because they are not PCs, they are not servers. And so you would, in that case, you would need many hardware boxes, which would add up in terms of cost and complexity. So at the end of the day, as MPS Monitor, we don't see hardware DCAs as a large scale solution suitable for dealers with thousands of customers. 
Yeah, so I guess the, the appliance um, approach is really more suited for smaller customers and smaller device fleets because of the cost implications, like you say, as you start rolling out them across a, you know, a, a bigger print printer fleet. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to get some insight in terms of um, the customers you're working with via your, your reseller partners. You know, I know that you recently announced that um, MPS Monitor is now monitoring over uh, 1 million devices. So congratulations on that. That's, you know, that's an amazing- Very much. <laughs> to reach. Um, so yeah, could you share some insight into um, how that journey has been and what types of um, customers your, your partners are supporting? Yes, thanks very much. Uh, well, reaching 1 million devices has been a landmark uh, uh, milestone for us, uh, especially considering that our managed fleet started with zero devices 11 years ago. So we have a consistent trend of new dealers adopting the system every week. And in the same time, existing active dealers are continuously adding new customers and new devices. And this is always ongoing and always growing. Um, let's say that uh, if we look at our dealers and customers, we may say that uh, the cloud uh, helps a lot uh, to scale and to, uh, be, uh, to make the system uh, good for any sides. Uh, so the, the system has, is a multi-tenant uh, cloud system. And for this reason, it's suitable for dealers of many different sides. We have served dealers with 500 devices uh, or less, as well as one with the 50,000 devices or more in the, their fleet. And all of them have the same system, the same features, the same user experience. Uh, they, it doesn't, there is nothing that changes between, let's say, a relatively small dealer and a very big one. And same for customers. Uh, we monitor very big banks, uh, multinational financial institutions uh, with tens of thousands of devices into a single network. And, we, and that is with the same ex exact same technology and processes used by dealers, uh, which have uh, thousands of very small customers with uh, one, two, three printers uh, for every customer. Of course, uh, the challenges of these two types of customers, very large or very small, are very different. Larger customers uh, have generally more stable systems where you can uh, apply the DCA, and so you have a stable data flow. You don't need uh, uh, things like clustering or uh, embedded DCAs, but those customers are more demanding in terms of DCA security, for example. They are very careful of what they put into their networks. And they have also challenges about performances. We have customers where we scan 16 million IP addresses to find 10,000 printers because they don't know where they are. And uh, so you, you, you need to have a technology that is very, very well-tuned to do this kind of things. But uh, while smaller customers do not have, of course, this kind of challenges, uh, but uh, on the other side, they need more flexibility, ease of installation, ease of use, ease of over-installation, and especially operational efficiency, because uh, the dealer needs to streamline operations uh, on a highly fragmented fleet when they have thousands of customers. So the good of the cloud architecture is that we can provide the same, the exact same technology 
to both opposite, uh, uh, let's say, uh, types of customers. Yeah, and you mentioned there about, you know, um, larger customers operating this vast um, fragmented fleet, and obviously that creates security vulnerabilities and, and risks. And you mentioned earlier about security being quite um, a key imperative for the NPS um, monitor strategy. So could you give um, some insight into the holistic approach to um, security that you take um, with the NPS monitor platform? Yes, I'll, I'll be very happy to do this because uh, security is probably our highest priority and our largest area of investment. Fundamentally, we think that MPS providers should be careful in keeping the risk for their customers at minimum, and in the same time, helping customers to raise the bar on their print security environment. And we call it a holistic approach because it involves and it needs to involve many aspects. And I will mention four of them, the main four of them that we that we think are the most important. The, the starting point in for sure compliance to regulations and security standards. We think that customers and dealers should make sure and should look carefully into the fact that all the technologies they adopt, especially if coming, if coming from the cloud, provide the certified compliance to the regulations and to the security standards uh, like GDPR, ISO 27001, SOC 2, and all the relevant standards for cybersecurity and data protection. Another very important point, uh, which is connected uh, to the previous, is uh, infrastructure and application security. Having compliance means uh, following your rules, uh, but those rules have to be followed really in the right way. So in the same time, dealers need to make sure that the tools are, that the tools that they use to provide services are protected, are protected from malicious usage. And I will make an example that is very, that we know very well. Again, the DCA is something that we should, that should be looked at very carefully. And we have many customers that do this from a security perspective, because uh, they need to make sure, and the provider, of course, needs to make sure that uh, the DCA cannot be subject to things like supply chain attacks, uh, code tampering, remote code execution, but also cloud application providers, uh, even those who do not provide any DCA, those who provide print management uh, and other technologies, uh, workflow management and so on, they need to show that to share their security profiles to customers. So they need to demonstrate, pr provide proof of continuous and deep testing and auditing from specialized security experts. Third point, uh, device security. Uh, device security, I mean, this, is, uh, this should be top of mind. And in Partially it is, there are some vendors which are pushing on this subject. There is a lot of hype on the market uh, on uh, vendors saying my devices are the most secure and I provide all the features to keep devices secure. This is good. I fully uh, I agree and I'm happy of that, uh, of following this. But the problem is that if ISVs are not involved 
it's difficult for the dealer to create a standardized approach. So I'm a dealer, I have two, three vendors. Uh, everyone has his own security strategy for devices, uh, but they don't integrate with my monitoring and management uh, platform. And so I, I, there is no standardized approach. I have to do things differently for every customer, which is far from being optimal. So we can provide, for example, security policy management and security assessment for some printer brands, but not for all, because some manufacturers do not allow integration of these features in market solutions. And last point, which is also very important, is user security. User security means that users logging in, especially if they are logging in from insecure networks, they have to be uh, taken care of in, the, in terms of credentials management. So uh, allowing users to log into cloud application using a single sign-on, for example, is a major step towards building a secure user environment. But it's not the only one. There are also features like two-factor authentication, password policies, strong password policies, PII masking to make PIIs visible only to those who need to see them. These are all additional measures to make to, 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 to keep up with user security. So what I mean with these four points and what I mean with the holistic approach is that taking care as always in security, taking care only of a part of the problem does not solve the, the entire problem as a whole. You may have GDPR compliance, you may have excellent printing practices, but if your employees use weak credentials, if you don't make sure that your infrastructure is well protected against attacks, your data and systems are at risk as well, okay? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's just really interesting to hear, you know, the different levels of security and, and Quo Serker often talks about a multi-layered approach um, that's necessary for print security because there are so many areas. And I think he really explained really well how um, the benefit of having a third-party vendor agnostic platform such as MPS Monitor allows dealers to manage uh, a mixed fleet and try to uh, manage the security risk levels of all those devices because often the manufacturers, like you say, they, they either don't have the right integration or they don't have the, the same standardized approaches um, you know, between vendors. So, you know, it's really interesting to hear. And I know recently you mentioned um, a partnership or integration with Okta in terms of, you know, yes. identity access management and multi-factor authentication. And we're just starting to see that sort of increase or emerge as an opportunity around print security. So could you um, maybe just explain what is actually involved in that integration that you're offering? Yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, this is part of our security strategy and it's an important part because uh, uh, companies should use single sign-on as a primary mean to have a healthy and secure management of user credentials, which is a basic for, for, print for security by all means. But of course, uh, the challenge is that if employees in a company have access to many different cloud applications that are required within their business, you may imagine that an employee may have access to the ERP, to the Microsoft 365, to the salesforce.com, to whatever application they use into their company. 
and single sign-on is not easy to implement because these are all cloud application and they are all different tenants, different systems. So the tendency that we see all the time in these customers is to have each users managing their own credentials, different credentials for each different cloud service. And this is, believe me, this is really the opposite of a, of a best practice in credential management because it brings the user to have the same credentials, the same passwords, weak passwords. It, it's a, I have to say it leaves too much freedom to the user for credential management. So to address this, we have partnered with Okta to allow MPS monitor users, uh, both dealers and large customers who, who use Active Directory identity to use it to access MPS monitor. So users can access MPS monitor instead of having a dedicated login and password for the system, they can use their own Active Directory identity uh, profile and credentials. Uh, and so they have a single sign-on whenever possible, whenever they, they have AD in their company. This really avoids credentials uh, proliferation and ensures that user identity is well protected. Yeah, it's great to hear about this um, partnership you've got with Okta because we really do see identity access management as you know a core value of zero trust security, which is becoming more important with cloud-based um, applications. So, um, and on that basis, really, Channel partners are really looking at opportunities around zero trust security, cloud and so on. But what do you see as the key challenges that the channel are facing today? Let's say that MPS providers uh, and uh, channel partners uh, were already, the entire industry was already facing some volume decline over the last years uh, before COVID. And uh, the, the current new environment uh, shows lower and more distributed volumes. So basically what we see are less pages printed overall, but printed on more devices because now the company has the office devices and the home devices, but I don't think, and it doesn't seem from the numbers that we see that users are printing more, quite the opposite. They are printing sometimes in the office, sometimes at home, but they are printing overall less than before. And that means that partners need to do more with less. They have more devices to manage, a more fragmented and distributed fleet, but they also have to manage the risk of declining profits because of lower volumes and more costs to manage this more distributed fleet. So it's a complex equation. And uh, of course, we, we cannot change the reality, we cannot change the volumes, but uh, what, what we can do as, uh, as, uh, as a provider, well, the key that we think uh, may help to solve this equation is operational efficiency. And in the solution world, uh, this primarily means integration. So what I mean is having uh, many specialized system uh, that are extremely well working, each of them, each one on its specific area, but they are also very well integrated among each other. And uh, this is in the cloud, this is normal. Every cloud application generally exposes and consumes 
APIs from and too many other systems. And the goal of this is that customers have a single unified user experience, even if they are accessing many different platforms and databases. Often they do not realize that, that they have several backend systems. So they use one system in the front end, which has a lot of integrations and a lot of connections in the backend. This is the normality in the in the world of the cloud or in the cloud world. It is not the normality in the print industry, unfortunately. In the print industry, it seems, uh, and and I have, I have to be very clear on my on my on my idea on this. Uh, seems that every manufacturer, every ISV, tends to keep its products and platform as closed as possible, in the hope of keeping competitors out of its customers. Uh, we see that only a few vendors have already provided uh, and already now provide open platforms that support integration and help innovation. HPSDS, for example, is a very good example of an open approach. HP has, has uh, announced SDS and has made it available to all the ISV community, uh, not uh, closing it into a tool only for their world. And uh, I, would, I don't want to talk uh, to well of HP. I mean, I, I think that really the model of having or producing a technology, a proprietary technology, which is based on APIs and which is uh, open to everyone is a winning technology. So at MPS Monitor, we are very committed to this. We are very committed to an open ecosystem where all the actors, even the competing one, are open to each other. So everyone does what's best at. And the customer can enjoy a fully integrated user experience. We, are, we have been working closely with several partners uh, on this uh, to, to, to implement this, to create this. We have been working with Microsoft for Universal Print for Power BI. We have been working with HP for SDS. So we are working a lot with Azolvi, uh, with all their platforms. Uh, um, so, and we also participate in communities. We are a member of the BTA in the US, uh, which is uh, very useful to hear the dealer's needs uh, and to help. Uh, and this helps us uh, building uh, and uh, planning a, a broad ecosystem around the needs uh, that uh, the dealer community uh, explains and tells us. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's really interesting hearing you, you explain these um, challenges and opportunities, because I think, you know, this open ecosystem is absolutely critical for the, the print industry to, to move forward away from the proprietary, um, you know, mentioned already sort of traditional legacy approach and with cloud being the real kind of um, opportunity to democratise technology. I think the print industry needs to catch up and be more open in terms of sharing its APIs and, you know, providing integration um, with even whether it's competitors or, you know, ISVs like yourself, because ultimately that helps organisations better manage what tends to be, you know, generally a, a mixed fleet that they'll be operating. And, you know, I think there's opportunities beyond that in the open ecosystem as well. So it's really great to, to sort of understand how MPS Monitor are positioning itself in that ecosystem. That leads on nicely really to, to find out what's, what's next for MPS Monitor and also the industry in your opinion. 
for MPS Monitor, I think that we will continue what we are doing. We will continue uh, making the platform grow at the same pace, if, if not more. Uh, we, we are extremely focused on uh, this mission, on the mission of providing innovation, efficiency, integration, and higher security to the industry. And uh, all our investment uh, for the future are targeted at these strategic goals. So what I look for, what I see in the future is uh, just a continued grow and uh, keeping very, very much focused on, on the same uh, initiatives that we have already. Long term, if we talk about the industry as a whole, I think the industry will need to rethink what I said, to rethink the integration strategy. I cannot imagine for long a future of this industry, which has so many challenges and is trying to address them with the isolated and disconnected solutions and technologies. We, we, if we want to grow and to win and to uh, to become more resilient as an industry, we'll need to, we will need to embrace all the concept of an integrated ecosystem. And I think that customers will ask this. I think that customers will push the industry in that direction because they will start preferring, and they already do that, they will start preferring providers that embrace integration and openness and penalizing those who try to stay closed and disconnected because that's a short-term vision. You can keep your customer closed for a certain amount of time, but at the end, if the market goes in another direction, you follow or you die. I mean, so, uh, and this is also driven very strongly by the cloud, by the fact that applications are moving to the cloud. Once the majority of processes and application is cloud-based, this trend will become natural, will become accepted by everyone. This has already happened in all other industries uh, that have moved to the cloud. I'm, uh, so I'm, it may seem a very long way to go at the moment. Uh, we, we know very well uh, the print industry. It seems very, very difficult, but I'm very optimistic because the, the market will drive this transformation. It has already happened in other sectors. Uh, and in all sectors where the cloud has won over on-premises and legacy technologies. So it will happen also in the print industry. Yeah, no, I think that's some really interesting um, insight and vision for the future of print. And you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to provide some insight into um, MPS Monitor's strategy and vision. And I think you know, to really sum it up, it's very much focused on an open um, ecosystem, also moving away from proprietary technology, but also helping resellers really understand their customers' print environment and look for opportunities on how they can actually better optimise their, their print infrastructure. So I you know, really appreciate um, you taking the time to join me today. So on a final note, as you know, I ask at the end of every podcast, um, do you have any plans to travel anywhere once uh, lockdown measures are re relaxed? Uh, well, yes, I plan to do my uh, my summer holidays uh, as I, I as I always do. I will spend my summer holidays in Puglia, which is my home region in the south of Italy. And I, every year uh, I rent a trullo, which is uh, the strange uh, building uh, that you see in that picture. 
very typical of a, a specific part of Puglia. And I spent a few weeks uh, uh, there going to the sea, enjoying uh, the wonderful countryside of Puglia and spending time with a group of longtime friends that I have there. Yeah, sounds fantastic. I mean, Italy is beautiful. So, you know, have, wish you, you know, all the best on your holidays this year. Thanks very much. So thanks again, Nicola, for joining me today. It's been a um, really interesting conversation. And as I say, it's been great to hear more about MPS's, um, MPS Monitor's strategy and vision. So thank you again for joining me today. And thanks again for inviting me. It was a pleasure to join. Really a pleasure. So thank you for joining In the Spotlight with Quocerca. For more information, please go to quocerca.com and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast episode.